want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go. Before we start, something arrived in the mail today. We had Glenn Cummings on a few weeks ago from Ludacrist, Scatterbrain, and Stone Deep. Um, Stone Deep made a an 8-track of their Nashville release, mm-hmm. and that just arrived in the mail today, and it looks really cool. Yeah. Now we have to get an 8-track player. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a nice collectible, either way. Yeah. Um... Last week we had Immortal Possession on. They were a lot of fun. John recommended we watch the movie Pin, and we did. And we both actually liked it quite a bit. Yeah. I was surprised I liked it, to be honest I with you. I was surprised you stayed awake. <laughs> Come on. And liked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was cool. It had uh, it was a, a late 80s movie, mm-hmm. and it had... It had that vibe for sure. Yeah, but it aged well. It did, yeah. I like movies like yeah. that. So uh, people should check that out, and there's a cool twist at the end. Yeah. So you came in hot. This is episode 211. Yes. <laughs> Have we started now? Yes. Because you said before we start? Yeah. Now, oh, okay. Now we've started. All right, good. <laughs> um, and we are, I think, less than a week away from our four-year anniversary. That's crazy. Four years. That is crazy. Stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> Endeavoring to persevere <laughs> and not give up. Um, okay, so I have a fact. Okay. And then I think we should talk about our guest and go into the interview. All right. What do you think? It sounds good. Did you know if you purposely avoid experiences that give you joy because you think something tragic will soon occur and ruin everything... That's you. You suffer from a fear <laughs> of happiness called cheerophobia. Huh. You have that. I do. One million percent. I absolutely do. <laughs> yep. There's probably like a pill for that, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if there is, I need it. Or is it vodka? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today we have another fantastic guest. Rochester native, Leather Leone. Awesome. Yeah, I am excited to talk to her. Uh, there's a bunch of questions that I want to know as a longtime fan. Yeah. So their latest album, We Are the Chosen, dropped late last year. Mm-hmm. And we, for some reason, just caught wind of it yep. um, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I am obsessed with it. It's great. I love it. It's yeah, I, I like everything that she's done mm-hmm. that I've heard I like. Yeah, me too. Um, but this might be my favorite. Yeah, it's really good. So, what do you say? What do you say? <laughs> Let's play a song and then we'll talk to her. All right. <laughs> We're going to hear off of We Are the Chosen, Always Been Evil. Always Been Evil. 
right. So you were born in Rochester. Yes, outside of Rochester. Yeah. Outside yeah. of Rochester, Avon. Um, and I think did you say we used to live in Avon? Yep, we used to live in Avon. Yeah. That's yep. wild. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, you know, I'm I. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it was probably the same out there then as it is now. <laughs> Just like some farms and. Always the smell of cow shit, no matter what. <laughs> oh, yeah. More, more cousin people. But I got to tell you, they really are building a lot, a lot of homes. I, I go home to my mom's house now, and they're building everywhere. But it's still so slow, and mama lives by the macaroni factory, so it always smells like pasta. Oh, yeah. It's just just slow. It's, it's beautiful to go relax. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, pasta smells better than cow poop, so that's, <laughs> yeah. a, good, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> so you live there. Um, did you get into music when you were living in Avon? You know, I did um, just because I went to a really small Catholic school and actually a small high school. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one that ever had the balls to, did someone want to volunteer? And oh, maybe um, I wasn't good, but I was a show off. And um, I went to a St. Agnes Church, and they had a 10:30 mass with a choir. And the woman, she's still with us, Mary Flick. We used to sing Elton John, Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin, all these really cool contemporary songs. So I really got into it. And then we started doing musical theater, and like I would sing, you know, the Jesus Christ Superstar. And again, I was not good, but it spiked my interest. Um, I started looking at people, looking at you when you were singing and going, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on there. So yes, I did sing when I was a little kid, small, a young person. Hmm. Awesome. Did you, uh, did you ever take uh, vocal lessons? No, I took one vocal lesson and I'll never forget it. Um, it was down the street at a funeral home, by the way. <laughs> and she, she was sitting at the piano. I can't remember anything about her, but she said, what do you want to do? And I, God, I was in seventh grade. I said, I want to be better than Annie Wilson. I start, and she looked at me, she goes, you will never be better than Annie Wilson. And that's not what your goal is. You want to be who you are. And I, that just stuck with me. She goes, you aren't, you don't seem to be better than somebody else. You seem to be the best you can be. And I took a lesson and I learned scales and stuff. And then I never went back. Hmm. When did you get into metal? <laughs> I was a late bloomer. I got into metal when I auditioned for a band called Rude Girl in San Francisco. I had been in Berkeley for two weeks. Like I said, I don't know how old you are, but back in the day, people would put posters on telephone poles, drummer wanted, singer wanted. Somebody brought me a singer wanted, and it was at Hate in Ashbury. And I was like, oh my God, the hippie place, Janis Joplin, Jim Anders. So I hopped on a bus and I went there. I sang. Annie Wilson's version of rock and roll. And then they looked at me and they said, do you know who Bon Scott is? And I said, yeah. And they said, try to sing like him. Man, you talk about, I wish there were tapes back then. Yeah. And again, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, but I remember really kind of my voice wanting to go there. And then I was introduced to Dio. It was over. I think that was 82. Once I heard him, it just, it crept into my, my blood system. Yeah. I wanted to do that. Yep, you and so many other people. He was such an inspiration. Absolutely, yeah. 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 And you know, like I said, my voice wanted to go there. I just had to figure out. And I had originally gone to college, loosely, for musical theater. And music, it, didn't, oh, it didn't have enough oh, for me. You know, we were imitating trees and sing like a flower. And <laughs> it, it didn't move me. And then I heard Ronnie and I, yeah. Then I just went for it. I, I probably rehearsed for 
probably a year before I even went out for me to kind of hone it, you know, yeah. which I didn't even. It, got, it was such a work in progress for me. Um, I sounded like a 12-year-old girl, but yeah, I worked at it. Well, that's amazing though, yeah. right? Because you can look back and see your growth through all these years. I mean, I listened to the early Chastain stuff. I mean, I could sing. <laughs> that's what I like about now that my voice is really dropped. Yeah. Mike Varney from Shrapnel, who's the reason I do ever done anything. When he heard the Sledge Leather record that I put out, he said, oh my God, your your balls have finally dropped. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, like I said, it took me a while to, to, to get there, but I think, I think I got there. Oh, for sure. Amazing. Um, did, did Mike Varney, Mike Varney, you, according to your bio, Mike Varney kind of scouted you? Is that? Yes. yes. Back in the day, my friends, people would come looking for you. You didn't beg for attention. <laughs> Agents, labels, record, they came looking for you. And I was in a pizza shop with Rude Girl one day, and there was Peter Marino, who sang for Le Mans, Cacophony, before. And he came up to me, he goes, you're that leather chick. <laughs> and I said, yeah, he goes, Mike Varney's looking all over for you. So yeah. I was introduced to Mike Varney. We became really, really good friends, and that's how everything started happening for me. Yeah. That that's how you ended up uh, with Chastain and all that. I'm guessing. Yes. Rude were... girl fell apart. Mm -hmm. And I talked to Mike Varney literally every night on the phone. Him and Kathy. I still talk to them. Nice. And I called him up just a mess, and he goes, "I think I have something for you." And two weeks later, he presented me with some Chastain music. Uh, I went in somebody's bedroom on a four track. I recorded. Um, Mystery of Illusion, Winds of Change, maybe Black Knight, but then I just got the gig. I, I was recording within three months with him. Wow. Yeah. That's it was wild. That's wild. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And you know, when you're young, you're like, let's, let's do it. You don't think, let's, let's do it. I can do this. You know? Yeah, no fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no fear. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of stepped away from the music scene for quite a while. You know, it, this isn't a pity party, but nobody was interested in leather as leather. Again, do sex, do pop, do this. No, no, I, I don't do that. I want to do straight ahead freaking metal. And I, I, that's the way my personality is. When I'm done with something, I'm done. I don't, I, I, I didn't do this to be famous. I don't need to be, I don't need to be that. I just want to create what I want to create. So yes, um, I was real, I was disappointed but I was very happy in what I had achieved with Chastain. I'm like, hey, at least I did something. I'll die, somebody will listen to a Chastain record, you know? And then I get into animals, which is the other thing that I do. I met my first pit bull, I got into pit rescue, so that just took me away for a few years. Took up all my time. Yeah, I stopped everything. I stopped going to music, I, everything. Going to shows. What drew you back? Uh, unfortunately, losing Ronnie drew me back. Yeah. When I, went down. I, I had lost touch with him. And it's not, it's not like we talked all the time. When he came to San Francisco, I would go hang out with him for a while. We would, you know, talk once in a while. Uh, and I went down to his services and where he's, it, it's just phenomenal where he's buried. It, it's like you wait for Jesus to come walking down the hill, the way the light shines. And I just went up by myself and I was sitting in all the empty sarcophaguses. That's how you say it, by myself. And I just remember thinking, you know, what an idiot I was that I had been given this talent and I was doing nothing. I was sitting on my ass feeling sorry for myself, whatever. So through that, you know, I did it for him to get back, you know. Awesome. Back. Yeah. 
Where, you, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I wanted to ask, like, the time you were away from music, um, you obviously found something else that you were really passionate about. But was, were you doing, were you writing still? And what, like, Nothing. no, was there like a creative void in that, in that period or not really? Yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know what to say. I just, I just went away. I just, and you know, it wasn't like there was social media yeah. at that time. So you just wouldn't answer your phone, right? Yeah. And you know, I would, I'd stay in touch with Chastain and every once, every few years he would say, you know, you really should be doing something. You're so good. And I was like, whatever. And you know, seriously, I tend to be lazy. You know, I'll knock at your door for a while, but then, you know, if you don't call me back, it's like, okay. So, yeah. You still work with animals? I do. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. I love animals so yeah. much. Probably way more than people. Yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, in a minute. And you know, I don't really. It's not that I don't like people, unless I would. I'd rather be with animals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We like people. We all. Live. We all. Live. You know, they're honest, right? They're honest. They're loyal. They're respectful. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we were watching this. Uh, this like cops like program uh, a few weeks ago. And it was funny that, um, like, people get shot on this program routinely. It's a re- like a reality TV show. And there was, there was one episode where one of the suspects they were chasing shot the police dog. And we were just completely devastated. Dev- I didn't sleep that night. I was <laughs> devastated. Yeah. And the dog no, that's, lived. That's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. 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 The dog lived, Happens thank God. But Happens a lot. They're starting to put body... Co- um, things on them now so you know they it only hits extremities but it's very common and you know i used to always i used to always have to be surrounded by pit bulls hey if somebody wants to hurt you they can shoot a pit they can shoot a dog but yeah, that, yeah. that's pretty down and dirty yeah, yeah. fuck those people yeah <laughs> yes. indeed yeah can you um can you tell you worked with uh veronica freeman on her solo oh, record? I mean, yes. you know and you're making me think how I met her. I, how did I get, geez, somebody gave me her phone number or something and I was just blitzed one night. I was drunk and I called her up and I can remember her not believing it was me. I was so drunk. She talks about me. I, mean, I was so drunk that she was worried about me. She's, and anyway, we became friends through that. Um, and then she, uh, we talked all the time. I did some shows with her. Oh my God, I love her so much. She is this large, beautiful, just orgasmic ray of a woman. I would, whenever I would go walk places with her, going to the airport, I mean, the guys were just, I mean, she's breathtaking. Her pictures do in the big, beautiful body. And I would look at the guys and go, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent a lot of time with her. Unfortunately, I just reached out to her again. Um, you know, since her husband passed, she hasn't been doing too much, but I love Veronica Freeman. She is a ray of light. And her and I would gamble and get drunk. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And I did that song with her on her uh, her record. Yeah. Kiss My Lips. Mm-hmm. Do you think he'll do anything in the future? Oh, God. I hope so. Yeah. I'm not quite sure where she's at. But again, you're making me think. I went in there and I was singing my parts. <laughs> and she presses the button. She goes, no, no, no. None of the leather bullshit. This is a rock record. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do something with her. Yeah, I mean, she, she's she, she's an amazing woman. Yeah. Um. So, 
are you do you think you're back now for for good oh yeah, yeah. I, you know now especially at this stage in my life it's like you know the window's closing um yeah i i can deal with my frustration and disappointment a little better now i understand it you know i've been gone for a long time um i need to prove myself again and it, you know, there's a lot going on from COVID. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to tell you, when Vinny and I decided to write We Are the Chosen, I didn't know if I could. You know, it's always been chesting and I've always been, people have kind of said, this is the song, do what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, Chastain would throw me a bone once in a while and let me write a song. And after, you know, I, yeah, I can write, so I'm okay now. I'm, I'm okay. So you, you didn't write all the lyrics for the Chastain songs? No, no. Um, not at all. Like I said, on every record, he would usually throw me a song. Okay. No, I didn't write them. Mm. Yeah, he would present me with it. David's very prolific. He would, I mean, I can remember asking him in the studio, excuse me, can I change this word? You know, <laughs> <laughs> very prolific. And that's where I came from. And I have to tell you, I listen to Chastain now in the songs that I wrote. I mean, they are Chastain songs. Chastain was him, you know? And so I never wanted to mess with that formula. It's Chastain because it, it, he writes it. That's why. Did you enjoy writing your own lyrics? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah? yeah? Was it yeah. easy? It was easy to a point because I have to tell you, my co-writer, Vinny Tex, um, he had a really different idea kind of about what he wanted to do. And he always used to say, make it like a Viking song. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? But he's really liking to kind of I don't know, I would just kind of write, I don't know how to say it, but kind of maybe more modern, and, and, and he would really challenge me, you know, to make it darker, like dragons and dungeons kind of stuff. So I would I would be okay when it would just come to me off the cuff, but when somebody says, oh, can you do it more like this, then I get like, ah, ah. <laughs> so most of the time it's easy, most of the time it's easy. Yeah. But then you want it to be right, and then, and yes, yeah, sometimes I get stuck, and it's interesting because he's from Brazil, and he does speak English, but it's of course different than us. And he would just come up with these ideas and I would be, that's freaking it. He would just say it off the cuff, like, can we say something like, and it would just work. So the two of us worked really well together. And when we came to We Are The Chosen, like I had the melody, but I don't know, shit, none of it was working. And he emailed me one night, because can we do something we, we do, we are, we eat, we drink, and then it just came. We are the chosen. Nice. He helps, he helps me a lot. He has really specific ideas that he would sneak in there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song off of the newest album? Yeah, Off With Your Head was always my favorite.
we were a few months too late finding the new release but once we found it mm-hmm. i was fucking blown away yeah it's it, it is amazing yeah we listen Thank to you. it often yeah, you know, it's the first time I was in a recording in a big studio with a, like a you know big label behind me. So it makes a world of difference, right? You know, with Chastain, they'd be like, "Okay, you have five hours to sing twelve songs." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with this one, I said, "Look, you know, I don't sing all the time anymore. I don't. My voice isn't like it was on Shockwaves. So I want some time. So I did a song a day, and it just it really helped me. Oh I just yeah. yeah, yeah. No pressure. No. I did what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Much different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, much different. Yeah. Um, we're obviously big fans of everything you've done. And um, I usually, I think both of us, we usually tend to go to like the a band's first or second, maybe third album as being the highlight of what they've done. But yes, I, I think this, this latest album is, I think it's, I don't know. I don't want to speak for Jen too, but it's my favorite. I think of what you've done. Yeah, you know what? I think so too. And I know everybody says it, but again, I could write a record. In Vinny, oh my God, Vinny Tex, who I love you, Vinny. Um, he he really oh, the guitar players are such a pain in the ass. He, <laughs> he he worked my ass off in the sense that. I never worked with a guitar player who wanted, he goes, this is about you. You're the vocalist, you're the, the primary thing. We, it's to make you sound the best. So he really challenged me and he's a great songwriter. And he had never, I don't really think, ever had a chance to do what he wanted to do. And we had time, which I am not patient. You know, to me, I write a song, perfect, let's go to the next one. And he'd be like, no, 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 let's get back to it. So, it, it, so much of it is attributed to him and he made me think and he made me breathe and he challenged me and, um, and his little guitar innuendos that he would do. We just had a lot of time and he's really creative and I just, you know, it's like, I, I can't, I used to get so mad at him, stop fucking telling me how to sing, I don't tell you how to play guitar. <laughs> um, but you know, he had, and I hate saying this, but most of his ideas worked. He was right, so I had to really just sit back and listen to him. But, you know, we make a great team. And again, we had time, we had the money, we had the studio. It was just a really thought out record. I've never thought about anything like this. And it made me freaking crazy. <laughs> how, how did you meet him? I met Vinny in 2016. I was down uh, with my band at the time opening for, um, it was the Rob Rock tour. Mm-hmm. Vinny was his guitar player. And I met him then and we just hit it off and then he became part of my band and then we just, and when, and when COVID happened, everything fell apart for me. Hence we take back control. My metal life was in chaos, but Vinny said, Hey, let's, let's just try to write a record. So I met him in 16. Nice. Nice. And I think all the people in your current lineup were, uh, played with Rob Rock. Is that true? Um, Yes, except for Kiko. And you know, I don't really, it's funny, Vinny and I are the band. I'm trying to decide now who to take on tour with me. Um, But yes, they were Braulio, Chiago, yeah, everybody except Kiko Shred, I don't think. I met him through Ripper Owens. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, you know, it's a really, it's a small community. Mm -hmm. And what you do as a vocalist, you go down to Brazil and they usually put people together for you, you rehearse and then you do shows. Mm -hmm. So that's why I met everybody. Nice. Um, yeah. so, so you mentioned touring. Is there any chance of becoming up in this area at all? 
God, I hope so. I have to come back and see my peeps, right? Um, you know, it's again, everything's backed up from COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking to a lot of promoters and booking agents. You know, they're still trying to catch up from 20. So I'm trying to be as patient as I can. But, oh, God, I have to come back there. Because Rochester is kind of really kicking right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, the metal scene is pretty alive. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I see. And I see that people are playing there. And when you said something about the arcade? Yeah. Um, I, I just asked if you had ever played there um, at any point. It's, it's, it's been there for a while, right? It, it, been yeah, there? it's closed now, but um, it, oh. it was like the place for a long time, especially through like the 80s and the 90s. Maybe, was it a small club? Yeah. It Maybe was. Ri- I did play there. It Maybe was right by the lake. Somewhere. It was right by the lake. If, I don't know if Oh, you know. I did play there. Really? Yes, yes, yes. Nice. Because I went down by the lake to talk to my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a couple we have a couple of really cool clubs. Yeah. Yeah. That uh the touring bands come through. Yeah. Good. What, yeah, I mean I know because there's not a lot happening in the US period, but I'm glad. Yeah. I mean we don't get I like, always do better. I I always do better. Um, you know, I don't know, the states have never been that interested in me. Of course we always did great in the Midwest. You know, LA not so much. You know, it's very particular. And I can remember in an interview that Dio did one time, he said that, and, you know, he was huge. He was so frustrated about touring here because it was all about American Idol. He goes, no, nobody sees that I suffered for 20 years, but you win American Idol, woo, you're a multi-million dollar artist. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like the vibe of Brazil. Oh my God, Brazil and Europe, I really like a lot. We've heard a lot of good things about Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. insane the women look like me in the 80s they still wear bullet belts spandex um the cut off boots they had the streak in their hair like me i love them. <laughs> I mean, there are 20 year old girls singing angel of mercy i literally i cry every freaking show they're like oh my dad used to play this for me it's the cutest freaking thing oh i love they're that so pa- they're so passionate about it I yeah that's awesome my daughters they're all my daughters right <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Do you think we've heard a lot of people, especially from overseas, when they come here to tour, they say it's really hard because of the distance between, you know, between venues. Do you think it's easier to tour like in Europe? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You just hop on a plane and it's like going to L.A. or you just, yeah, everything is closer together there. The problem is though that you know there's not a lot of money in these countries, so you have to really be strategic in where you play, when mm-hmm. you play. And now there's so many bands. I was actually talking to a manager here in the States recently saying, God, it must be really great now because there are shows everywhere. I mean, San Francisco is finally opening up. You know, Creator played here, Morbid Angel, Power Wolf. But he said, but now the problem is that people don't have money. So there's five shows where they're going to go. Yeah. So I never thought about that. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like the 90s, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I just want to get out there. Jesus, I'll pay your, play your barbecue. I don't care. <laughs> we'll take you up on that. <laughs> I need to play. Yeah, right. Leather Leone in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you did say your last name. Okay, so we have a very um, close friend that lives in Rochester who has the same last name as you. And he always jokes, it's, it's Jason Leone, but he calls himself Leone. Um, a lot of people do. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I just always grew up with Leone. Yeah, 
So I was like, oh my God, I've been saying your name wrong this whole time. We've been friends. And he's like, no, it's Leone. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say, and they call me Leo. Yeah. They call me. I don't care what you say. But yeah, my, fam- my family always said Leone. Yeah. And then, okay. then you know, when I, when I was young, I got all into the mobsters. And I was like, Papa, were we Corleones? And he used to get so mad at me. <laughs> Hey, you gotta he'd ask. Like, now, he'd be like, not at the dinner table, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you, um, Oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was wondering, have you ever played an instrument besides, besides singing? No, I took, I took piano in college, um, and I can remember I, I played like one song for a minute. Um, I don't have a brain like that two hands to do two different things. Um, I play my vocal cords. I use the piano to, uh, for scales sometimes to work out, to work my voice out, but no. Hmm. I don't, it's funny, I would say, Vinny, can you teach me just how to play a riff? Or can I just do like the um, the rhythm to off with your head? Or can I just hold the guitar and it will be off and you can show? <laughs> Seriously, I don't, as you can tell, I'm just so flighty. Futa tuta, my family calls me. I don't have that kind of brain. I mean, it's amazing. I watch people play instruments and sing. Like I just went to see my friend Fifi in Cryptodeath. She plays the bass and sings all night long. I mean, I, I don't have that kind of brain. Yeah, I don't either. Mm. They're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> do you think, do you ever think about if if you stayed in this area, what your life would have been like? No. no? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> that was a quick answer. <laughs> I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't wait to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, even my brother is the total opposite. I don't know. I've just always been like that. It's interesting. I knew when I was at home, and I, I knew that I wanted to sing, but I didn't know how. I didn't know what to do. I, I just, you know, I didn't have the, the support. I, I didn't know what to do or where to go. So I, I had to get out of it. Is your brother still here? Oh yeah, my brother's there with his family. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. very happy. Yeah, very that's happy. good. That's cool. Yeah, I mean it's a nice area. You know, I, go, I go home and it's like, ooh, leather's home. <laughs> I mean it's beautiful. I went home um, in the fall and my mom had the video on the TV on her big screen TV and all the neighbors. It was the cutest thing, Aww. and they were all crying. I mean it, it's lovely. It's I'm like, yeah! <laughs> I mean, they're all scared of me. You know? No, I, I enjoy it. I, I didn't enjoy it before, but of course, now that I'm older, I, I love going home. Like, yeah. So I'll spend a week with my mom in a couple of weeks. That's cool. That's nice. Yeah. It's a, I'm guessing you come into Rochester Airport. Yes, ROC, baby. That, that's a pretty nice airport compared to some wow. of the other ones. <laughs> well, you know, I travel all over the world, so Rochester is a joke. There's yeah. one way to get to it. Right, right. <laughs> but no, they've really done a lot to it. When I was there, in the, I was like, holy shit. Now I have two ways to go. Yeah, yeah. fancy. <laughs> you can always go to Rochester, right? You can book a flight and get in an hour. I mean, who goes to Rochester? Yeah. <laughs> And no, no flight is canceled. Snow, sleet, yeah. rain. We're used to all of it. I know that always scared me. Are you gonna ice the wings? Nah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, ROC. Yeah. Do you have um, any collaborations scheduled? Are you talking to anyone about doing anything? <laughs> you know, I get asked all the time. Um, but honestly, I would only—I um, don't want to sound narcissistic, but I, you would want to do it with someone bigger than you. You know? Yeah. Um, I always write to Phil and Selma, how much will it cost you to be on my record? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Shania, Shania from OTEP, 
will you be at my record? <laughs> 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 By the way, she's playing San Francisco. I'm going to go talk to her. But no, I do not. Again, I get, I get offers all the time, but nothing that's, nothing that's done. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any uh, like standout shows from over the years? That, like- you know, everybody asks me that question. I get to tell you, it's just any show. Okay. I am so happy to get out there. Um, of course, you know, the first time I played a Coliseum with Kiss was always a blast nice. because Gene Simmons is so, so cool. But Paul Stanley had an explicit set of rules um, <laughs> that he gave me. And of course, I broke all of them. Um, <laughs> come on. I, I was a kid and I walked out 18,000 people chanting my name. And, you know, Chastain never broke. So I mean, I was bawling like a baby. And... Um, he had had these two uh, things and uh, hallways like that went out into the crowd and they were roped off. I wasn't supposed to do that while I did that. Um, but yeah, it, it was fun. It, it was just great. I, I, I can't imagine anybody ever wanting to stop that life, but I'm sure it gets tiring. It, it was just insane. It was just, that was it. I played the Dayton Ohio arena a couple times. I don't know if it's still there. That's why I'm really excited about Mexico. Mexico is supposed to be like 25,000 people, so that'll just be insane. Oh, wow. Nice. Awesome. You're going to have to pull me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unplug yeah, your I'm mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a lifeline. And just, yeah, that'll be fun. You know, I don't... It's the only place I feel normal on stage, even if I... And I, and I do mess up. I forget lyrics all the time. In Chastain, I used to sing the, a different song different lyrics to a different song and the crowd would correct me it was the funniest thing and i said i'm starting to get like ozzy i need a prompter <laughs> all the big people katie perry goes to the britney they're like we don't remember 200 songs yeah but uh, I, I i just really feel at home there and you know i'm not a great front person all i do is say it's just i just feel at home there you know? yeah <laughs> do you have like a proudest accomplishment as for your musical career uh, yeah, that I came back and I can still sing, you know, that I came back and I did this record, that I had the balls and that I found the means to do it. Mm-hmm. This record is really important to me because uh, I've been written off so many times, like everybody has. It's not a pity party. I'm very happy. But just that I did it. Vinny and I still go, holy shit, do you believe that we did this? You know, because it came from nothing to us. Like I said, I did demos on this iPad. You know, I destroyed most of the demos and Vinny would go, can you tell me what key that is that you're singing in? I mean, it was just, <laughs> no, don't say that. And I wanted to put fuck in every other word. And he's like, no. <laughs> That's so, how yeah. I would write a song. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, it's not classy. And he goes, Dio never said fuck. And I'm like, I know. Okay, take it up. I did say fuck on leather too, though. And I can remember my mother going, Kathy. <laughs> my parents we with Chastain we used to play Bogarts in Cincinnati which is still their big old rock club we'd have like 1800 people there and my parents would come and I'd be like fuck yeah <laughs> and, and my mom and dad would come backstage and my mama would Kathy's and she goes you know Kathy do you have to say that word honey <laughs> and she, she goes it's, it's so interesting to me though everybody gets so excited when you say that word she goes I don't understand I'm like mom it's just a thing you know <laughs> Just, you say the F yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's and it's hard for me. When I go home, I my mother says, please and I sometimes I'm in a loss for words. I'm an intelligent woman, but if I can't say that, 
Yeah. But I, I do think Vinny, Vinny has been right. I do, I do think it was a little classless now in leather, too, to use the word. You know, I just like extreme metal. I want to be so aggressive, you know, so fuck is weird. Yeah, yeah, fuck is pretty aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty commonplace, though. And, and that was really important to me in this record, too, I got to tell you, because I love extreme metal. I listened to Ginger, Lamb of God, Arch Enemy, uh, Kubla Khan, I just discovered, Slaughterhouse uh, Prevail. But I, that's not what I do. Um, I would try to slip in a, a line now and then, but Vinny would be like, no. Um, <laughs> but I wanted, in the beginning, I said, I want extreme metal drums. I want Lamb of God drums. I want freaking creator drums, vehement drums. So that's why I pulled Braulio. I have worked with him on the road in the letter too. And he does all kinds of things. Like Vinny came from extreme metal also. So they have all these different things in their, you know, in their closets. So he just delivered that. And, it's interesting in the in the recording and producing process you you don't necessarily hear that kick and like the drums they aren't there they aren't there and everybody kept saying just wait just wait yeah so yeah i was really really pleased with that and then he did elements of tempo changes so yeah i got as close to it as i probably can and the guy that did my record the cover does all the slayer records the creator records nice. you know, so i surrounded myself with extreme metal which brazil is extreme you know they're nice. sick down there yeah well it it sounds great the songs are great and it looks Thank great you. yeah it's 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 very impressive yeah for sure so we talked about your biggest accomplishment as a musician was that also kind of like a big hurdle for you to overcome too at the same time to come to throw yourself back in the scene and be vulnerable i don't look at it as being vulnerable i have too much of an ego um I guess so, just for myself. Yeah, yeah, I had to prove it to myself. So maybe, um, and again, you know, like I said, my partnership with Vinny Tex, it was just all good. Um, I trusted him. I knew that he would take care of me and not let me sound ridiculous. Um, so I, I think when I first came back, probably, after the Dio um, services, um, I started going into studios just to hear what I sounded like. Oh, 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 <laughs> you know, you would record on CDs and then I would, sh- would break them. Um, so that was kind of a vulnerable time for me to sing in yeah. front of people. I had to, but you know, muscle memory with your vocal cords. I mean, I got back into it, but that was a literal, you know, lock the doors, don't let anybody hear. Um, I can remember like the first time I got back in the, and we recorded Barracuda to see what it sounded like. Mother of God. I'm like, we're in trouble. <laughs> I knew, I knew, you know, I knew that I had to work at it and it came back, but that was more of a vulnerable time, not now, because I think Leather 2 did a lot for me, and even though I, I really tried to do something with that record that didn't work, but you know, I, I, I was on a roll, I started touring in Brazil, I was touring from 14 to 19, so I had my chops back, my voice was back, so this one wasn't that scary. Well, that's good, that's good, and I commend you, because I consider what you do to be very making yourself very vulnerable i mean you're putting oh, yes. yourself out there yeah. for people to judge you really yeah. i mean ah, let them judge okay. you know <laughs> yeah you know i gotta tell you i don't pay attention to that you can't pay attention to when they love you or when they don't i don't god i don't want to sound like a narcissist but i just make music because i have to i don't make it because i need you to like it you know what i'm saying yes I just do it. It just—it's just inside of me. So I just do it. And if you want to listen, come with me. And if you don't, that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Justin and I used to talk about that all the time because I said, you know, 
my, my voice is fucking annoying if you keep listening to it. It's boring, it's annoying. If you said, well, you have a voice just kind of like Bon Scott. You'll love it or you hate it, you know? Yeah. So it is what it is, yeah. Well, we love it, so. Thank you. Works for us. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, God, shut up. Vinny, Vinny and I actually had that joke because he would listen to so much Chessine sometimes in voice of the called over because he loved that song and I would go, shut I would look at his phone and go, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't listen to yourself. And you, I hear a lot of actors say that. Once they do a movie, they're done. And I don't really listen to myself when it's done. It's done, yeah. I think a lot of people are like that. I think so. Yeah. I just recently started listening to, I can listen to Shockwaves a little bit, but I do like We Bleed Metal. I can still listen to We Bleed Metal. The original We Bleed Metal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, oh, I should have, I could have, oh, this, this is that. And Vinny, as a songwriter, really got me into that. I'm like, you ruined everything for me. I can't listen to a song now. I'm going, oh, what's that? Oh, oh yeah. You just tear it apart. Yep, yep. I have that and this one over here. <laughs> uh, it's like you ruined the whole song. For me. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It makes you a better songwriter, I think. Yeah, for sure. What did you think of like when you stepped away from music and then you came back to it? Um, <laughs> the difference with technology um, was that kind of shocking? Oh, yeah, because I still think two-inch tapes. I still think there's nothing like that sound. Um, but I saw a thing on Instagram the other day where one of the engineers was showing how they had to cut yeah. and paste and yeah. punch in. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool. And for me, it's good because I don't use auto-tune or anything anyway. I would shoot myself before I did that. Um, everything's quicker. Mm -hmm. um, you can add a lot of incredible stuff. Um, oh my God, a mystery evolution, the chest thing. You that was us behind the microphone going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, I mean, I, I do, I do think it's great, but I do think, um, I do think all of us, uh, it's too, um, it's too perfect. Mm -hmm. it, it's too homogenized. Mm -hmm. uh, like there's no wrong, wrong notes. There's no breathing. There's no, I, I like, I think imperfection is perfection and I'm doing this stuff and it's too perfect, but that's how you make records now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like the little, it makes me think I'm, I was listening to Hearts alone and she hits that one weird note. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. It, it's weird and she, yeah. I miss the imperfections mm. of it a lot, but all the records are made that way. Yeah. Everyone yelled at me in the studio all the time. Shut up. This is the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a quick break and listen to another song off of We Are The Chosen. All right. Let's hear Hallowed Ground.
you talked about putting a flyer on a telephone pole back in the day to promote something or to get a, a bandmate. Um, what do you yeah. think of, of like that's really done through social media now? I don't I don't see many people yeah. doing that. Yeah, anymore. and I, I get DMs for yeah, and I guess that part's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And again, Vinny and I could be in two different countries and do a record, so that's all wonderful. I don't know. I'm just old school. Actually, Chastain just sent me the two inch tapes of shockwaves and i just look at it and pet it but yeah it was much more i think they had to be way more skilled but no it's great you can make demos sound amazing i mean it's all good it's quicker but again it's just it's just a little too perfect for me yeah yeah that makes sense yeah for me as a fan there's nothing like seeing somebody live Mm. and hearing their album yeah yep and my whole thing in the 80s was that's why i didn't give a shit the way i looked i would go see these big bands and the vocals especially never sounded that way and i said you know what just i said this is what i want to do so that's what i worked towards and sometimes it's hard i mean you can't tune my vocal cords sometimes you're tired yeah of course that's always what I, that's always what i worked for yeah didn't uh, didn't always happen but that that was always my goal and it still is yeah, yeah. do you I, I read an article i think um a couple weeks ago um and it mentioned you seeing some shows at what used to be called uh the war memorial in rochester it's now a different name but do you remember it sounded like something one of those shows really inspired you with what that was my father would never let me go to certain shows for some reason he let me let me go see blue oyster cult Mm. oh cool Somehow I got in with my friends for sound. Yeah, you know, it was different than you could walk in, right? And I heard that fucking bass drum sound. <laughs> and I was like, whoa! <laughs> and then my papa let me go see Fog Hat. And somehow I got backstage and I was hanging out with the wide, what was it, eighth grade? Not Twitter. And I was just going, oh my God, this is what I want to do. And the wives were going, no, no, honey. No, this is a terrible life. And then I got out there. But yeah, I just heard those sound checks and I, I was just, it just stuck with me. It just stuck with me. The power, oh, the power. And then those vocals and the sound system and all the little knobs and yeah. the, yeah, yeah. Blue called that was the first thing that blew my mind. Nice, nice. Yeah. Do they still have shows? Is it still a music place? It is. Uh, it's called uh, Blue Cross Arena now. Oh, really? Yeah. And all the big people go through that, like the Metallicas and the Megadeths and stuff. Um, they, yeah. haven't, they haven't booked anything in a while, though. Really? Show-wise. Really? Yeah, yeah. since the COVID yeah. thing. Um, it's been different yeah. there. They, I think yeah. they have, like, WrestleMania there. <laughs> <laughs> That's very important to the COVID. You know, a lot of promoters, a lot of promoters now, they tell me they're scared. If you go into a club and get COVID, they're going to sue you. Mm. And, you know... So it's just a big mess that I don't think about. It's like, just book me. Just yeah. book me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any shows coming up that are scheduled? I just got the huge festival in Mexico in December, the Horror Metal Fest. It's huge. Cool. Um, nice. And I'm going to try to do stuff from there. They're having a, a female day, which annoys me, but I'm happy to be part of it. Uh, I'm playing Vixen, Burning Witches, Coven. Um, it's going to be huge. Um, I think Holy Moses just got on. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really big show. And then uh, I know KK Priest is playing, Wasp is playing. It's just a three-day event. It's going to be sick. And I just got that. So December, December 1st, Mexico City. That is awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, that's cool. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. And that's what we're going to 
said, hey, nothing's going to happen for you till the end of the year. Okay, can I? Am I going to live till December? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to try to do. I have promoters working and other things from there since I'm going to be down there. Yeah, it's going to be sick. Yeah, and you have something to look forward to at least, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know how true that is. COVID, it really got to you, right? At least, oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah, COVID was hard for crazy people like me. Yep. (laughs) Well, for everybody, but. Yeah. Yeah. Pastry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, how uh, How did you write the lyrics for We Are the Chosen? Was Did that come together quickly or was that over a long period of time? We haven't chosen now that came pretty quickly again because I had this idea of I wanted the tor- torch passed, like Ronnie giving it to me, Ronnie giving it to all of us. And I initially wanted it to be on a beach. I wanted to be walking and have masses of people behind me. But no, that came pretty early. Um, and sometimes, you know, coming from the Catholic Church, it, it, it just, yeah, that came really easy. Like I said, the only thing that got me was a chorus. We had this great melody, but I couldn't, uh, it just wasn't working. And then Vinny said to me one night, you have to do we. This is an inclusive song, we're the mat, and then it just came. But most of it came pretty easy. I got, it's always like a line here or there. Because I said, Vinny really had this vision of these songs. I would be like, dude, let it go. But he wouldn't, so. <laughs> yeah. Most of it came early. But again, when somebody says to me, hey, can you do it like this? Then I, ah, ah. <laughs> then, I overthink, then I overthink it. Yep. I overthink it. Yep. And I just have to put it away. And you know what I get a lot of my ideas, you guys, when I'm driving around in my car and I have suits, uh, liquid metal on, and I, and to what they're singing, I get a total different melody and, and lyrics. So I now hold on to them, especially Slipknot. It's like, I will sing it this way and do this, and then I use it, you know? Mm. So it's really weird. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get a lot of ideas that way. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> what does Corey think? Yeah, so I get a lot of ideas that way. I'm sure he's going to listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'll DM me. Do you, so it sounds like you like a lot of current bands. Do you have like a favorite era of metal? Like decade? You know, I, I still listen to the 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dio Dickinson and Tate forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to that stuff and it blows my mind. But I do really like what's happening now. When Ginger came out, I was like, who the fuck is this woman? Um... I do, and to me, they're new bands. I know that they are, but Lamb of God, Arch Enemy, mm-hmm. Ginger, um, I, Otep. I, I remember in the middle of the night one time when her first record came out, and there's this little redheaded girl on fucking MTV. Um, I just, I really like, like I said, I just discovered Kubla Khan. What the fuck? <laughs> I, it's whatever I get on liquid metal, but like when I'm here, uh, it's just the 80s. I, I love the 80s. I like the thoughtful lyrics of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I love melody. That's my thing too. I love extreme metal, but I love, oh my God, the way Dio would just go in and out. But I love the aggression of extreme metal. It just blows <laughs> my mind. How, how amazing they are and how they, it, like, like uh, Randy, what's his name? Bly or Blythe from Land of God. Uh-huh. He does Cookie Monster, but you can, he still articulates yeah. and pronounces. Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> I love them. I think, but you know, when I came out, I was extreme, right? So the progression of it is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ban a song. Let me ban a song. <laughs> and I record in Poland where Behemoth records. And I was like, can we just call them up and just have them come and do I really wanted someone and we take back control. But of course, it didn't. please, I'll give them a grant. Just come in and sing a line. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love, I, I think, 
the progression of it is, is just insane. And now a lot of bands are going backwards. A lot of bands are more getting into melody now. So it's obviously just a big circle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I uh, recently, uh, Elisa, uh, I don't know, the girl from Arch Enemy, um, I've been listening to her sing. That girl can just sing anything. So I think that's what the, the misconception that people have of Cookie Monster singers. That is a fucking t- a technique, man. Yeah. Those people can sing Frank Sinatra. Or they can, yeah, I think that's, that's a misconception that I had. Yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm impressed with... Um, these bands that tour and do the cookie monster every day and it over doesn't and over and over. Yeah. yeah like i said there's a technique i know the guy gabriel that teaches the technique in brazil like i said my friend fifi from crypto death she probably uh, just did 30 shows right they never did do i'm like doesn't it get to you she goes no so it's like a technique i mean even in my prime um but it's also about hearing yourself when you can't hear yourself you blow out but i never did more than Jesus, six, seven nights in a row without a break. I, uh, but I think I'm gonna have to start getting in shape that way. But you know, also you learn, I learned a lot from Ronnie too. There's ways to dodge stuff. But yeah, they go, Blake said he never gets, he never has a vocal problem. Yeah, 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 he just does it. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely a technique, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite uh, time period for Ronnie? No, you know, I'm just getting into like, I never really listened to, um, um, I love uh, Dehumanizer, which nobody liked. Mm-hmm. Um, probably when he, I don't know, the Sabbath days, but I loved, uh, I just read his book when he used to do all the bluesy kind of stuff and play his horn. Yeah. yeah. Magica, I'm just getting into Magica and his voice. Oh God, no, because in the stuff he did with the Kansas singer, he just... He just always had it, but I think I liked listening to the early stuff when you could hear him developing, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and how he sang. I can't even think of what they were called now, the whatever, the blue, no, I don't know, but because he sang because nobody else would sing, mm-hmm. and he obviously credited it to his horn playing, right? His yeah. Which I gotta tell you, as a vocalist, I don't understand the whole breathing thing. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I get inspired by everything he's done. Um, and I used to watch him. He used to be backstage with my boyfriend at the time, and they would drink, and and then he would just go out and wail, just wail. <laughs> and I'm not going to say it's hard for me, but it's obvious I have to be in my best shape. I don't drink, you know, I don't smoke anyway, but I have to sleep, I have to drink water, and I have to work. I mean, it's I really have to do a lot to keep my body up. I don't know how they did it in the 70s and 80s. I know. I, I mean, they know. sounded like shit most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't matter. Ronnie, Ronnie never did. I've seen Ronnie really in some of his worst nights, and he just, he did it, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Merson. So is, uh, is We Are the Chosen available on vinyl? It's available on vinyl through SPV, I believe. Nice. Yeah, and you can go to my homepage, too, levelleone.com. You can get it there. Yeah. Okay. Is that the best place for uh, people to learn all about you? Yeah, yeah. com. please. I just It's actually pretty new for me. Everything is there. My merch, uh, all my records, everything you want to know. And as soon as, you know, the tours start, I'll put it there too. Yeah, leatherlyoni.com nice. is everything. Nice. And that has yeah. your, your social links and all that on there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, we can't, we can't just write. I found letters the other day with somebody, people that used to write letters. Remember that? <laughs> Someone would write you a fan letter. It'd be yeah. so cute. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love I there's nothing better than getting merch with like a handwritten yeah. even if it's a th- handwritten thank you 
that means so I much. Do it all the time. Yeah. Cool, right? Yeah. When, when I send it to them. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you. There's so many other people that they could be. I mean, I appreciate people so much that I have to say I've been doing this since 1927 that they've allowed me <laughs> and that they still care. Thank you. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I appreciate you guys so much. You make it possible for me to do this, you know? Yep. Yep. Well, thank you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Rochester! <laughs> well, we don't want to keep you too long. Yeah. I know we've already kept you over an hour now, but um, we so appreciate you talking yeah, to us. Definitely. Safe travels in a couple weeks. I hope you have a great trip. Oh, I will. And I'm we, going to my, my niece's wedding. I love getting dressed up and getting loaded. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <Whoa>! Me too. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not my wedding. Yeah. Thank you so much, Leather. Thank you, guys. Stay in touch with me, okay? Absolutely. Take care. Thank, Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. All right, let's close it off with something old and something new. All right. All right. First up, we're going to play Lords of the Night, coming off of the Rude Girls EP by Malibu Barbie. And then we're going to go into Tyrants off the recently released We Are the Chosen. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And... Hey guys, Leatherly here. Uh, follow me on leatherly.com and you're listening to Grim Dystopian. Love and deal.